This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick the two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code pitcher list and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 14th. And yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Drew Rom, 5.1 innings, zero and runs, two. It's three walks and seven strikeouts. Yeah, what is going on here? This is a guy who throws about 90, 91 mile per hour fastballs. Actually, was up to 91, 92 yesterday, up a tick from what we normally see. And those four seamers went nine for 50 whiffs. That's an 18% swing strike rate. Oh boy. Is this something that's actually legit? Um, nothing else was good inside of the arsenal for uh, Drew Ramsey took down the Orioles. This is a cherry bomb at best. I don't personally believe in this heater. It's very strange. Obviously, we've seen before this fastball get whiffs, and then we've also seen games where it has not. And there's something to be said about maybe deception on it, something that we're just kind of missing that from the velocity being very low. There's still something good about it. I just don't think this is the thing you want to chase. I don't think his command is specifically incredible, too. It's not the kind of guy that I want to go for here. Uh, Joey Lucchese against the Diamondbacks got the win. That's cool. <laughs> this is insane to me. Uh, this was a really weird day of, like, Certain pitchers doing really well that we don't expect. Some really good pitchers doing poorly. And some of those bad pitchers or some guys in the middle who got so fortunate. Joey Lucchese and Jordan Montgomery did exactly the same thing. And that is having one of their signature pitches be terrible. That is, uh, for Joey Lucchese, what's the number one pitch you know in your head? It's his curve, right? This uh, changeup. Sorry, this curve like throws like a changeup. He threw two strikes out of 16 of them. A 12.5% strike rate. Insane. And yet he went seven innings, zero runs, one unearned. Five hits, three walks, and two Ks. His sinker had 17 balls in play. You think this is sustainable? Didn't think so. Okay, cool. Uh, Jordan Montgomery against the Jays got his win. Seven innings, zero runs, four hits, one walk, and three Ks. Similar story as Jordan Montgomery's changeup at an 8% CSW while his sinker's 16 of them were in play, and they worked. Only 24% O-swing it. I want to say that specifically because the sinkers that do work when they are in play are ones that are hit when they are out of the zone. Thus, it's more likely they are weak contact and should be weak contact. Yeah, no. No. This is weird and strange, and I don't know how you did this, but you did it. Okay, fine. Blake Snell is my Cy Young, and he did great things against the Dodgers of doing great things against the Astros. It's so cool. Now he has amazing matchups the rest of the way. He's what I call effectively stubborn, that he has this 13% walk rate, but a 6 hit per 9, which is 98th percentile across all starting pitchers in the majors, because he has the number one uh, mistake rate inside the zone. 
That is to say, he does not give in, and I believe it's like a 200 WRC, or um, uh, it's a 200 mistake rate plus. That is like, it's double the next guy or something, or or double the average rather. Uh, maybe even higher, it's like 250 I think. Um, I think it's something like a 2.5% mistake rate versus like the average of 8%. It's crazy how good Blake Snell is at, at avoiding mistakes inside the zone. It's so, so yeah, that's how he does this. He walks guys, sure, but he doesn't give in with his pitches and they're so tough to hit. He throws enough strikes to make it work. I mean, only one walk even in this one. It's why also he doesn't go seven innings. He only goes six uh, because he isn't efficient. That is not really his game, but he consistently goes about six innings. He's right there with Justin Steele on innings pitched and ERA. It's very interesting to me. That Cy Young race, and I'm saying Snell is my Cy Young because I also think the next uh, series of starts are going to be better for him than it is Justin Steele. Braxton Garrett against the Brewers. Six innings, zero runs, four hits, two walks, and seven strikeouts. Look, he did what he was supposed to do. He generally executed. It wasn't the greatest command I've seen for Braxton Garrett. And I I, I don't really want to lean too heavily into it. The slider wasn't very good, but it was really sinkers and cutters doing good things. And I guess the Mets, that's fine. I don't really think this is the same stretch that we just saw from Garrett about a month ago or so, maybe two months ago. It was a beautiful, like, six-week stretch after that horrible uh, 12 earned run game or whatever it was. It was 13, 12, something stupid. Uh, I'm not quite as sold on Braxton Garrett. I think it's going to be end of probable or top of questionable for that start against the Mets. Hunter Brown went against the Athletics, got the win, five innings, zero runs, zero hits, two walks, seven Ks, 78 pitches. They took him out early. Just want to say, okay, cool, let's not push you too far, even though it's a zero, uh, no hitter going here. Um, I like the fact that he just kind of pounded four seamers and said, look, my weakness has been my breaking balls, and I'm just not going to throw as many of them. Now, he did actually locate those down, which is really cool. And he still just went four seamers instead, but I don't I don't believe that's going to be consistent for Hunter Brown. We haven't seen that be consistent. Every so often it shows up, that's why he's a cherry bomb. Now Hunter Brown doesn't get the athletics over and over again. It's also the Orioles. It's a tougher call. Go with your gut. I really am. It's just a massive shrug. I cannot tell you what to expect. I will say he is better at consistently throwing high fastballs than he was before. At least he has that going for him. Uh, We had a bullpen game for the Angels. Trevor McGill opened for Colin Ray, and you don't want to touch that. Steven Cruz opened for Alec Marsh, and my new co-host of the On the Corner podcast, Eric Samolski, is very much in on Alec Marsh. I mean, he has a questionable guy. Uh, he had a, has a new slider. This sweeper had a four, 41% CSW, 8 over 27 whiffs here. The sinker wasn't terrible. Uh, he only went 4.2 innings, though. And, uh, sorry, 4.1 innings and five strikeouts. And that's really it for me is, look, Alec Marsh, I get it. You have a good sweeper, but it kind of breaks the Waskari Noah rule. That is, if you have a good breaking ball and you don't have a good fastball to really pair it with and nothing else, really, then that's just not enough. So I don't want to chase it with Alec Marsh. Also, I don't really buy in the development of Kansas City. Cole Reagans was because of Tread Athletics, not because of Kansas City. So, yeah, I don't want to do it. Spencer Strider Ace is going to ace against the Phillies after a tough first inning. That's lovely. Uh, Kyle Gibson is a cherry bomb. And, well, you know, he did well also against the uh, the Cardinals in the same start with Drew Rahm. But, yeah, I don't really know 
what to expect moving forward against the Astros, but then again, he's done really well against good opponents, but then this was a bad opponent, and he did well, so who knows? Good luck with Kyle Gibson if you want to do it. Logan Allen against the Giants did exactly what he's supposed to do as a Toby. Uh, Colin Selby opened for Quinn Priester, and that's not it. Um, Gibson Long is the one that you're looking for, the sneaky young guys. I did a video on him yesterday for YouTube. You should absolutely do that. Uh, Luis Castillo against the Angels. Is uh, Ace is going to ace. You don't need me. Uh, Mike Clevenger did well again against a weak opponent. Uh, six innings, 200 runs, six hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. 53% CSW on his four-seam across 38th throne. And I got to say that that's just not something that hangs out and is just there for everybody to do. Like, you got to have some skills to be able to do that. So, all right, you get the Nationals next. You've done well. I think three and last four sites have been all good matchups. And you've, or four of the last four have been, and you came through in three of them. So fine, I guess we're starting him against the Nationals. You can also argue that his worst start was after the White Sox put him on waivers and then didn't send him off. So he was maybe broken up in his routine. So, all right. Ty Block against the Cubs got the win. Five innings, 300 runs, nine hits, one walk in four Ks. Obviously not in cores. And there are others to talk about from yesterday and, and of course, today's and tomorrow's games to talk about. And we're going to talk about all of that after this break. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? And you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick the two to five players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy com or underdog fantasy in the app store sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to $100 must be 18 year older 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org in Arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in New York call 1-877-8 Hope and why in Tennessee call 1-800-889-9789. Jameson Tyone in cores still executed the approach that we want. That is generally higher four seamers and then sweepers and cutters and curves and, and changeups down in the zone mostly and some out of it. And doing that in cores, he didn't really come through, but now it's the Pirates and I feel like this is a new approach that we're going to lean in on for Tyone, so I'm excited about it. Connor Phillips against the Tigers. Womp, womp. This is the shag rug, a young man's floor. That is, I like the debut from Connor Phillips. Thought that this would come through against the Tigers. We just didn't see the same thing. That's what the shag rug is about, the low floor. Zero for 50 whiffs on the 97 mile per hour four-seamer is not what I expected. Uh, well, 95, 96, I should say. It was a little harder in that debut, but still 95, 96 should have done better. Sweeper just one for 16 whiffs on its own. Oh, man. Now, I guess the Twins, we're not going to do that unless we see some Cherry Bomb-esque nature of being really good there. Then maybe we can save the Guardians. But, yep, we move on from Connor Phillips. Womp, womp, I'm disappointed. Kyle Harrison is a Cherry Bomb, and he showcased that against the Guardians. That's how it is. He could be much better next time. But, yeah, Kyle Harrison's not the guy to chase. Christopher Sanchez against Atlanta. 7.1 innings, forward runs, 8 hits, 1 walk. So, already you're like, okay, yeah, 10 Ks. 10 strikeouts for Christopher Sanchez against the Atlanta uh, offense that is the best out there. And guess what? You only threw, I think it was maybe seven sliders, something like that, maybe nine of them, because he threw 47 changeups. 
and had 18 whiffs on them. What? 18 whiffs on Christopher Sanchez's changeup, 38% swinging strike rate on them. I love it. He had such a groove on this pitch and just kept peppering in there, it in there and they just couldn't touch it. He just kept throwing it low and they were chasing it and couldn't do anything with it. So cool. Now, Christopher Sanchez might get Atlanta again. This is the thing. It might be a six-man rotation. might be a five-man rotation for the Phillies. If it is a five-man, he's going to get them again. If they move it to a six-man, it means that he won't get Atlanta, and that's wonderful. So I don't know what's going to happen. Is it Lorenzen in the bullpen? Is it not? If it is not in the bullpen, sorry, if it is in the bullpen, that means Christopher Sanchez gets Atlanta next. If it's not, then, of course, uh, then we get a much easier schedule. I feel like if you still have Christopher Sanchez and you started him here, I mean, you're not getting rid of him now, but he should not repeat this against Atlanta. At his peak here, I mean, sure, you could say like the slider wasn't present, but this was a peak start for Sanchez and he still had foreign runs. Right? Atlanta's just not good, guys. Even when they mess up a lot. Okay, Ryan Pepio against the Dodgers. Hey, came through for the most part. Sure, forward runs in six innings, but six hits and zero walks. That's a one with five Ks. You got the loss. A little bit of a dusty donut, and now he just has an amazing schedule the rest of the way. He has the skills that we like of the changeup, decent a slider and a fastball. Things are good here. Eduardo Rodriguez had a terrible start against the Reds, and he just was too far arm side, and that should be corrected. So don't worry about Eduardo Rodriguez. Now it is the Dodgers. So that stinks. I don't expect anything good there, but he has two more starts after that that are good. So fine. 67% of his season is good. I think that's good enough for me. Taj Bradley against the Twins. Cherry Bomb. 7Ks. I mean, if you started Bradley, you were chasing strikeouts, and that's what you got, but you didn't get good ratios, and that's what Taj Bradley is because he doesn't have good control. More so control than command. That's important to me because he just doesn't know how to throw strikes. If he knows how to throw strikes, like then he actually would be okay. Dallas Keuchel against the Rays, yeah, he didn't do... I mean, he did his Nick Beer approach, but it just wasn't good enough because it's Dallas Keuchel. Next, uh, next is uh, Paul Blackburn against the Astros. Three innings, four and runs for his three walks and two Ks. It's the Astros. He was throwing harder and everything. It was two ticks harder and everything, including the four-seamer, but only a tick harder than the sinker, which is kind of funny. You normally see the four-seamer and sinker combined in their higher velocities. He has a... Two really good starts to end the year. And if Paul Blackburn still has that velocity next start, I might be kind of in. We'll see. Yusei Kikuchi against the Rangers. I kind of wanted to put him as an auto start. I was regretting not doing it. And he didn't come through here. So I guess that was the right gut call. But I'm sad because I wanted to be an auto start. Of course I do. I want every pitcher to be dope. And honestly, the skills were still good here. So we're just starting him the rest of the way. Zach Allen, Ace is going to be really frustrating against the Mets. And what are you going to do? Who cares? We still start Zach Gallon, no red flags here. And Jackson Rutledge made his MLB debut, 700 runs, 10 hits, because, yeah. Welcome to being a major leaguer. Uh, I don't want to say the big leagues because of the Pirates, but whatever. Today's starters, uh, we have Kevin Gosman, Merrill Kelly, Kyle Bradish, Kodai Senga, Yuri Perez on the top two. You're starting all of them. Let's move on. Kenta Maeda against the White Sox. You probably are going to, like, that is, feels like an auto start, but I recognize that he has a lower floor recently, and so fine. Same with Logan Webb in cores. So, okay, Mitch Keller did terribly against Atlanta, but it's the Nationals. Like, he was so hot, you're going to do this here. I'm Michael King and Clark Schmidt are going. Clark Schmidt finally going. Everything's been rained out. It's ridiculous. Uh, both are going against the Red Sox in Fenway. Both have been so hot, though, so I, I'm saying probable for both, but I understand there's risk here. Same with Reese Olsen in between against the Reds, but it's in Detroit, and Reese Olsen's looking pretty good right now, so I think you're okay with that. Um, you have Aaron Savali against uh, the Orioles. 
Um, that is fine. I don't really like it. I think he's a Toby. And the Orioles, I don't know what to make of this. In in Camden's good because it's Baltimore. I don't know. Uh, it's probable start here. Uh, Tanner Houck against the Yankees is okay. I don't really like this. It's essentially, they're Wasker. You know, real. However, good sliders from a right-hander against the Yankees is, is better than usual. So, okay. Um, Adrian Hauser could just chuck fastballs against the Marlins and fine. And Josiah Gray, uh, Nathan Evaldi, Chase Anderson, Ben Levy has an opener. Uh, Jose Reina and Chris Murphy close this out. It's not Garrett Whitlock, it looks like. Maybe it is Garrett Whitlock, and that's cool. I want Garrett Whitlock to get stretched out, but it looks like it's not. Um, Josiah Gray... No, because it's the Pirates. I mean, not because it's the Pirates, because it's Josiah Gray, even against the Pirates. And Nathan Evaldi isn't doing Nathan Evaldi things, and it's against the Jays. It's just far too risky there. Uh, looking forward to tomorrow's games. You have Garrett Cole, Justin Steele, Tarek Skubal, Zach Eflin, Seth Lugo against the Athletics, Jose Barrios, and Hunter Green. It looks like it is Hunter Green, and then Andrew Abbott on Saturday. All in that auto start tier. Probable start tier is Bobby Miller against the Mariners, opposite George Kirby against the Dodgers, I honestly, if you have either one, you're going to start them, even though it's a tougher matchup for both. I think you're going to do it. Uh, Bryce Elder gets the Marlins. That's a Toby against a weak opponent for winning a ball club. You do that. Griffin Canning against the Tigers should get a lot of strikeouts here. Secondaries are the focus, and the Tigers will um, abide. <laughs> uh, you have Wade, Wade Miley against the Nationals, who are so bad against lefties in the last two weeks. You have Aaron Nola as a cherry bomb, I guess. But I feel like if you have Aaron Nola, you're going to start him against the Cardinals, and that's just kind of how it is. Um, John Gray, who stumbled last time, but was looking really good before that start. I think it was just a weird game. Is going against the Guardians. But if you want to push him into questionable, I don't blame you. Questionable start tier. Speaking of which, David Peterson against the Reds. He just got 10 whiffs on his four-seamer up in the zone. And the Reds are really bad on the road. But I don't believe that David, David Peterson is going to have the same skills. So I'm back and forth on this one. I'm going to push him in questionable start tier. Because the secondary is also not very good. The slider is not what it was in 2022 for David Peterson. Bailey Ober is coming back um, to start on Friday, it looks like. At the very least, we know that Pablo Lopez is pushed until Saturday. Uh, and Bailey Ober just threw 65 pitches in the minors, was fine. I, they say that they pushed him to the minors not to limit his innings, but to uh, because he wasn't very good, which I think is kind of weird because I honestly think the skills were good. It just wasn't going his way. So Bailey Ober starting against the White Sox, but they only threw him for 65 pitches. So are they going to be limiting him now? It might be a workload management thing. I don't know. If I knew that Bailey Ober was going to be able to go six innings, then he would be in the probable start tier here. Uh, I expect not to see the Bailey special, though, because of it was 65 pitches in that AAA start on the ninth. Lucas Giolito against the Rangers. It's a cherry bomb. I think Lucas Giolito's skills are better than what we've seen. There was that really bad start of just everything down the middle or way out of the zone, and every pitcher has one of those starts here and there. That was one of these here. I don't think it's going to be the same for Lucas Giolito, but yeah. All of these are very risky starts here. Johan Aviado against the Yankees. Brian Bayo against the Jays. Jack Flaherty against the Rays. Christian Javier against the Royals. I mean, take your pick. Uh, Aviado against the Yankees is my favorite one because of the, what I just mentioned about the Yankees being bad against sliders from right-handers. Um, Christian Javier, who knows? Brandon Fott isn't that exciting against the Cubs again, which didn't work out. Keaton Wynn is in cores and getting... A questionable start nod because he just had a 48% CSW with 18 splitter whiffs against Rocky Road in San Francisco. And I want to think that splitters are more effective in cores because it's actually you don't want spin. So on the splitter, that's a good thing. Um, it might actually work in uh, Colorado. Uh, Zach Thompson against uh, the Phillies. I think that Zach Thompson actually has a decent skill set. It wasn't there last time, but there was a chance that it does work against the Phillies. I'm not going to do This is bottom of questionable. I'm just saying like, hey guys, there is something here if you want to chase it. 
Uh, Jake Irvin, though, not enough here against the Brewers. Pete Lambert, uh, Peter Lambert, uh, Jesse Schultons, Johnny Cueto, Zach Greinke, and Sean Newcomb are very obvious do not starts. All right, that is it for today. Thank you all so much for all your support. My name is Nick Pollock. I'm in your battles below and your strikeouts high.